Hey everybody, how we doing this week? This is Kit. I just wanted to let you guys know that we were on the road last week, and because of that, uh, we were not able to bring our big old crazy audio rig that we normally have for our podcasts. So the audio quality isn't going to be quite as good, but the content's going to be pretty darn good. Please take a look at it, check it out, let us know what you think about it, and thank you so much for hanging out with us. What's up, everybody? I gotta do it. Oh, you gotta do it, too? That's right, we always do that. We always have the clacker there. Oh, we got everybody in on it. Actually, you need that to see the sound. That's absolutely what we do. But we always have it, like, in the video. Like, everybody else cuts it out, we just keep it in there. Here we are at the Rockin' River. How you doing, Donnie? I'm doing great. How you doing, Brian? I am having the time of my life. How about the dude right here, Mr. Kenny Hess? I'm almost asleep. He is almost asleep. <laughs> it's almost done for you. Almost done. Yeah, we're coming up on, uh, what, T-minus an hour and a half? To, yeah. Well, well no, yeah, no, no, an no, hour and a half on the main stage. But yeah. in four hours, we're going to have a three-hour party with you guys. That's right. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Party. Damn right. So we got to hang out with Kenny like, uh, and, and uh, play a main stage act with him there. Uh, the Kenny Hess that we always talk about. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so first of all, for all of our friends back in Arizona, we're in Merritt, B.C. Yep, yep. correct. Merritt, B.C. Right? Very center of British Columbia. Right, yeah. at the this Rock and River Music Festival. This is the country capital of Canada. Yes, it is. Country music capital of Canada. And this yeah. is the, the Rock and River Fest, and it was something else before that, right? What was that all about? Years ago, there was a Merritt Mountain Music Festival here, and it was world famous. It was actually... Can I say this? It was rated as the third best place in the world to get laid. Oh, man. <laughs> so I wonder what the second one, place was. Number one was Rio at the Carnival, yeah. so Rio de Janeiro. Number two was New Orleans, of course, for yeah. Mardi Gras. Yeah. And number three was the Merritt Mountain Music Festival. <laughs> that was their claim to fame. It's not ours. <laughs> Our claim to fame is you'll hear the best country music in the world there right we here. Go, man. Yeah. We've been doing this for three years now, yep. and it just seems like every single year we come out here, it just gets bigger and bigger. It's pretty big, yeah. We're going to turn over 65,000 this week. Dang, man. Yeah. Wow, 65,000. And it's good because it's not on fire this year around here. No either. fires. You know, we're... While we're sitting here, we got the Rec Laws, a big Canadian act on stage. We're waiting for Old Dominion to hit the stage to close out the main stage, and then Donnie and the boys are going to tear it up for a few hours. Right. I uh, feel like I look like a total fat marshmallow sitting no. like that, so I'm going to move this way. I think right you look there. amazing. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's the natural position. Right yeah, that, that's a very natural. You know. <laughs> and that Lee Bryce show was Fantastic. Lee Bryce was amazing. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great lineup this year. Lee, Lee killed it for me. I love Lee. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. uh, he just he's he's the uh, thing for me, man. Yeah, he yeah. is very good. Great, uh, great song choices he has, and great a picker. You know, genuine kind of connection with the audience. I mean, yeah, if you can see, you know, there's some people that have that, and yeah. some people, it's kind of an act. But but this guy was the real deal. He's really zoning in on his audience. Yeah, he's like like he, every he, he's he's all about it. Well, I've always said to be a good entertainer, you have to just stop being an entertainer. Just like just you, be, Well, thank you. I, I watched you, man. You were, you were a master. Well, thank you. I it's had a, a master class the other night. <laughs> I was going to say, Kenny You were fantastic. You. Yes. No, I've spent my whole life as an entertainer. That's all I've ever done. And the big thing about it is, you know, for 35 years, I've called it the Welcome to My Living Room Tours. You know, <laughs> that's you know, awesome. And that's what it should be. You're just talking yeah. to your friends out there. You know, that's exactly what it feels like. So the first year, this is the third year we've done this, um, that we've been invited up here. Uh, and the first year we came up here, that was the first thing I noticed is, like, I have never met, like, the, the, the most friendliest, warmest, inviting group of people in my whole life. Absolutely. We were, it, was, it was amazing that, you know, the, the second we got here, you know, we're... 
you know, it's a club that we haven't been a part of for you know forever, and then we, we instantly were like we were just invited in, and like everybody knows. There's stars here now. Oh, everybody geez. loves them. They play the river. They play the the saloon stage. Everybody loves the Donnie Grubb band. And we play with Kenny Hess. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Keeps asking us to come back. Yeah. So speaking of Kenny Hess, can we please finally talk about how much fun Thursday night was? Because yes. unbelievable. Kenny, I, <laughs> we I, had about thirteen, fourteen thousand people standing right in front of the stage, just having a great old time. That, that, that was it, it's one of the best things. I, mean, either, I don't know how to describe it, but you know, being a guitar player that has played in bars my whole life for you know fifty, sixty people tops. You know, there are. That's great. You know, that's a lot of fun. But to stand in front of, you know, thirteen thousand people, I mean, that 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 puts something different in your blood that you're not used to feeling. It I, 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 it, to it's, watch him sing the words to your songs yeah, and stuff that, like that, it's well, it's pretty cool. What was crazy to me was like when we first started playing, there wasn't a whole lot of people out there. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I get to look at their butts all the time. That's just what I get to do as yeah. a drummer. So I didn't see anything past you know all these guys. And then I, we got done. And I looked out there. I'm like, oh my. When did this happen? Come from? <laughs> Kenny Hess is here. Yeah, it's uh, when I, I I grew up playing here, and that's why I wanted to keep this festival alive. It went it went under uh, uh, almost ten years ago. It went under, so I knew it was going under. So I started my festival on my little farm. It started out as just a party we called the Hess Hoedown, yeah. but I had guys like Randy Backman, you know, friends of mine, you know, yeah. Randy Backman, and one more girl who were very famous. Uh, duo that happened to be our buddy Tom McKillop, my band leader, um, happens to be his daughters. Yeah. So they would come out and play, and you know we invited a hundred people, and three hundred showed up, and uh, then the next year five hundred, and then the next year wow. seven hundred. So we decided, okay, we'll do the festival, and I wanted to keep this one alive because the same stage that we now use for catering, I played that with Johnny Cash, yeah. George Jones, Merle Haggard. Mm -hmm. Loretta Lynn, yeah. you know, yeah. just and the list, Kenny Rogers, the list goes on and on. Where I was always the opening guy, just like direct support. That same thing happened the other night, where we start and you're playing to a certain amount of people, and then by the time our 90-minute set or 75-minute set is over, it's like quadrupled. Yeah. Or in those yeah. days, it was like 10 or 20 times. You start off with 500 people and end up with 10,000. Right. Where we probably started out with 4,000 and ended up with you know 13, 14,000 people. Yeah. You know, so and they're they're enthusiastic. They enjoy it. I've been very lucky. I've been doing this now at this on these grounds my 22nd year of doing it. So, yeah. Wow. It's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like yeah. I was saying, like like we come from Arizona, right? And we have uh, the Country Thunder, and I feel like you know. I feel like there's probably a fight that breaks down like every two seconds there, and it seems yeah. like for the most part everybody's just really cool with each other here. I'm yeah. sure oh there's, I'm had, sure there's we, a few people. But. We had one fight, and we seen it right in front of us, and it was just some guy backed up, and a, a local girl decided to punch him in the head. About <laughs> the poor guy was taking lefts like crazy. By the time she finished hitting him with her left, he was begging for a right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, he, uh, they, they got that under control. The fighting in that is not, even though Canadian Canadian boys love to chuck leather, you know, yeah, they do. Yeah. We're very well known for loving to scrap. It's not an aggressive crowd. No, no, no it's not. I, we're sitting in my bus right now, and if you look out uh, over the audience over here, you can see there's about twelve or 15,000 people getting ready for Old Dominion mm -hmm. come on. 
and they're calm. And, you know, Dude, they're just snuck, having a good time. That, that's a pretty intense sight. It is intense. You know, the funny thing is, is I think part of it, and I live in Arizona, just, uh, I mean, that's how I met Donnie and the boys here, is uh, I live in Gold Canyon. But the thing about here is, as you guys can attest, it goes from being 95 to 100 degrees down to 60 degrees yeah. the second the sun goes down. Yeah. So you're burning, and then all of a sudden you're colder than a witch's boob in a brass yeah, bra. Right, right. I, I, I learned that last night. Uh, last night was chilly. It got pretty sure. excessively cold. Oh, yeah. Well, Mike, Mike playing fiddle, my fiddle player, plays with the guys. I seen him, he had everything on but a glove. <laughs> he was going to tube on. <laughs> Speaking of Mike, man, that guy has busted his butt all weekend. I think he's played with damn near everybody here. Well, I gave him the go-ahead to go ahead and play with everybody. And the funny thing is, Mike, fiddle player I've been working with for 25 years, uh, the thing about Mike is he's played on everybody's albums. Yeah. So when I said go ahead and work with whoever you want while you're here, Man, everybody that all these guys, their albums, Mike's played on them. So if he's available, they're going, Man, Mike, I want him. I want him. Yeah. I want him. So, yeah. yeah, Mikey's been running from one stage to the other, to the other, to the other. <laughs> and we want him too. Fun. He hasn't worked with us yet. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, I actually talked to him about working with us on some of the records that, well, that we're working on right now. Oh, that'd be yeah. sick. Yeah, that'd be fun. Donnie and, and Kit and I are producing. So. Yeah, he's got to be like one of the busiest dudes in, in this Unreal. whole country, Unreal. man. Unreal. Yeah, he is. In the country, he's one of the busiest guys. Right. It doesn't hurt neither that Tom McKillop, the band leader, my band leader, has won Canadian Producer of the Year umpteen dozen times. Right, yeah. You know? yeah. And, uh, like, he's just... I'm pretty lucky. I work with some pretty good... And the, yeah. another one of the guys, John Ellis, who's playing with you guys on yeah, Steel. Yeah. He's a monster. He's, he's also one producer yeah. of the year. And yeah, just right. a monster. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, he's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, you know, when I when I first met John, you know, being a, a melody, you know, guitar player, I, 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 have, I was so intimidated by that guy. <laughs> you know, when you first brought us up here, the, you know, three years ago, I was scared to death to even look him in the eye. And now he's like, he's so close, you know, he's, oh, yeah, he's, 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 he's a great buddy. friend of mine. It's awesome yeah. to get along and... It's, it's, it's very it's mischievous really cool. and he's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, as most steel players are. Yeah. Yeah. He's a mad scientist. They're like sure. goaltenders up in Canada. <laughs> 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 They're just weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. any steel guitar player. Oh, yeah. He's got a little magic to him, dude. He's oh, got he a, does. This is just magic up here. I can't believe the amount of uh, just talent up here. Yeah, I think it's something that's really overlooked. And, and you know, not to, not to brag, but I'm going to brag, you know. The first person to ever sell a million records at any music genre was Hank Snow. Mm -hmm. I'm right. moving on. Yeah. That's a Canadian boy. Yeah. Um, you know, Shania Twain, number one sales in country music yeah. of any woman ever, Canadian girl. Right. You know, we, the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. I mean, uh, Rush. Yeah, Rush, yeah. Rush, my favorite group of all time. Celine Dion, Rush, Brian Adams, Brian Adams, biggest arena sales. Um, Little Jagged Pill, Atlanta, right. Of course, yeah. Drake is from Toronto. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, oh yeah, that's a new one to oh, me. Oh yeah, no. So uh, when we do, even though it's hard to make it as a Canadian artist, mm -hmm. when you make it as a Canadian artist and you are at whoa, the top, whoa. you are at the top of the world. You know, yeah, it's like. Uh, Celine Dion is a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. Well, there's, and there's there's lots of them. It's surprising how many people they didn't know were Canadian. Yeah, well, I'll tell you one thing. You know what really surprised? I mean, I don't know if it surprised me, but it was a it was a refreshing thing when we first came up here, um, and you know met a lot of like Aaron. You know, yeah. Aaron's Aaron's Aaron one of, like 
there's a down in the states you know it seems like countries kind of fallen into you know a very I don't want to use the word pop because it's always kind of been pop but yeah. it, it's kind of lost it has its to whole, be pop it's lost it's all you know it's it's roots it's it's not roots but like the down home kind of personality that like storytelling used to have it's storytelling it's, it's yeah. beat driven and it's not lyric driven it's yeah. beat driven not lyric driven and yeah, yeah that's the musical but I think what Donnie's getting at is, coming the, up here is, is, is the people that are in it a lot of yeah. a lot of times a lot of the artists were manufactured yeah. rather rather than grow right, right and and I do find that up here I mean we have that too just like yeah. everywhere else but I think the core of our our players the core of our our music is still we're a few years behind that curve of yeah. uh, being mechanical yeah, yeah. it's just it's just really refreshing it's just yeah. really refreshing to see that it's still alive you know that there's there's still guitar players that exist you know there's still yeah. there's still people that can sing you know but I, I will tell you this i i take my band down to arizona and they tom was in tears when i took him in to see a lot of the clubs around patchy junction and you yeah. know mesa and everything and we walk in and the band you know whether it's a duo or a trio or a five piece and they walk in and the dance floor is empty and all of a sudden they go, good be holding you tonight. <laughs> and the dance floor just boom, full. That doesn't happen up here. Our club scene is awful. Is we don't have a club scene. We have very much a music scene, yeah. but not a club scene the way that you do. But this, in, that's what's cool about that because you see all these people here, they desperately want it, it seems oh, like. They, yeah. they, 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 I, well, as you know, I'm kind of the face of this whole thing. You know, I started it, and it's my my show. Um, I walk out in the audience, and I have people that are 15 years old, right up to a, a hundred, coming yeah. up and hugging and kissing on me and saying, "Thank you for bringing this to us." And I'm very conscious about bringing good country music. Right, it's very important to me. As you can hear, yeah. Old Dominion's on stage playing in the yeah. background. Very so. apparent. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. It is working, you know. The people are happy. They uh, they feel that we haven't abandoned them. Yeah. You know, the yeah. country music lovers. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, can we uh, can we talk about who you got lined up for next year? Sure. Only one though. I've got okay. a lot lined up, but we can only talk about one. And we just announced that uh, our main headliner for the Saturday night is going to be Keith Urban. Keith so, Urban. Woo! Yeah, we're excited about that. The crowd went nuts. We had. I don't know, 18,000 people right in front of the stage that just, they lost their shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was my first uh, my first country show ever. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, and I was actually yeah. playing in it with the ASU drum line. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. But that was, that was when I, when I, that's when I figured out I wasn't supposed to be there. I wouldn't tell people that story. Right. No, no, it's the truth, though, because we were terrible. <laughs> we're bad at it. We're really bad. <laughs> You know this is live, right? Oh, yeah, I do know this. I do know this. Uh, yeah, all my friends, well, they'll tell. They'll tell. They agree. It was funny, though, because, like, all those dudes, like, they're all signing their sticks and, like, throwing it out to all together. But that's when I figured out I was in the wrong line of music. Because it was, like, for every, like, nine hot chicks, there was, like, one dude. I was just like, what is going on here? Like, I'm totally in the wrong music right now. What is happening? Yeah, yeah there's wow. not a lot of... Drum band groupies, buddy. No, no. there really isn't. You know what? All my friends figured that out, too. They, 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 they went on to play the triangle. They, they got all the good looking librarians. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do. But that was what was cool. Like, I, I, uh, that made me appreciate 
country music so much more because I was just like, holy shit, like Keith Urban's out there playing piano, he's out there playing guitar, he's out there like in the middle of the crowd, like playing to everybody. Agreed. And that's like what's so much different is that it's like so much more inclusive, it seems like. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's about exactly that. It's about becoming part of your audience, about playing to your audience and with your audience. Yeah. And, and Keith's a master. Of and it, it seems right? like all the guys that do that are the ones that stick around longevity yeah. longevity yeah. It, it's about connecting with an audience with every part of your soul mm -hmm. you know uh, I know on a way smaller level uh, this is what I've done for 43 years for a living never had to pack a lunch you know so <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it had nothing to do with a big voice I mean that doesn't hurt but you know uh, it's about good songs that people can relate to yeah. and it's about connecting with your audience mm -hmm. and uh, my favorite thing is to kind of reach my arms around, you know, however many hundred or thousand people you have and yeah. kind of give them a big old hug. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. If you ever go and see one of his shows down in uh, Arizona, yeah. it's usually just a solo show for him and he's, uh, between each song, he's, he's got a story for like every yeah. single song that he plays. Yeah. And that's what's cool about it. Like that's the whole storytelling part of it is that, you know, so, there's, a, there's an emotion behind it. It's not just, you know. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are interested. We call the, the show that we do up here with Tom and Mike and John, uh, it's called the songs that broke country music, mm -hmm. and it, it it's just gone over phenomenally because, uh, of course, I've made a living as a writing as a writer. I've had over 200 of my songs recorded by other people, um, and of course, Donnie and I have got a few songs we've written on the new album, and uh, it's it's so neat. The songs that broke country music, I don't do very many of mine because you know while the songs that I do play. Are songs like Heartaches by the Number, you know, Sing Me Back Home, uh, you know, Chris Christopherson songs, Merle Haggard, Johnny, you know, right. all of these great, great songwriters. And and then the guys behind the scenes, like Dean Dillon. Yeah, Dean. Dean, who is just Monster. phenomenal. Us as artists, everybody knows who Dean Dillon is. Most people don't know him. So I'm able to tell these little stories from meeting him and, and getting to hear it firsthand. Uh, working with a lot of them, they'll tell you stories that are you don't hear every day. You, yeah. know, you have to hear it from them. And so I put that into my shows. That people seem to really connect and gravitate towards right. it. And it makes them love those songs mm -hmm. and love that music even more. Yeah. And uh, that, yeah, that's, that's kind people of People love my, a story. I mean, they, 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 they love... Country music is a story. It is. That's and all that, it is. And, and as I was saying earlier, I feel like that's kind of what's missing in some of the newer stuff these oh, days. Yeah. Not as good, not, the storytelling is not quite as good as it used to be, you know? I think, yeah, well, you know, or, or they not don't try and package it too much is what it yeah. is. Uh, I mean, I hate storytellers that write a song and they got to have 17 verses. Like, yeah. I get bored yeah. to tears over that. <laughs> yeah. Harlan Howard had a great saying. Uh, I worked for Harlan for quite a few years as a writer, and Harlan wrote songs like Heartaches by the Number, you know, and yeah. uh, I Fall to Pieces, and like over 2,000 songs that were recorded by other artists, and of them, probably 150 number one singles. You know, wow, like, wow. Guy, it's insane. That is amazing. Or top 10 singles, anyway. Like, the guy was unbelievable. Yeah. And the one thing that he told me is he said that he, he signed me because he said, you're, you're a storyteller. And he said, but we're all novelists. We just have to tell the entire story in two and a half minutes. All <laughs> right. And he's so right. If you take yeah, a right, look, right. Yep. you have to grab that emotion, make people feel what you're talking about. 
and get exactly what you're saying in two and a half minutes, but leave it open enough for interpretation that they can inject their own pain into it, Absolutely. or their own wonderful love for yeah. their woman or whatever, you know, it's, uh, oh Jesus, girls calling the girl. <laughs> um, you know, it's very important that that gets injected into it. You leave that openness to it, and that's, that's the beauty of a great song, is Perfect. it can yeah. be interpreted a hundred ways. You know? I love it. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it's about. Yep. We can edit this real quick. Yeah, so we're, we're going to have to go set up here pretty soon. So let's, uh, let's do another five minutes here. Yeah, i got to go in two minutes. Perfect. All right. Anyways, okay, back in here right here. So uh, as far as, like, the storytelling goes, and uh, it seems like that's a, lacking a lot, but, like, you look at companies like uh, Disney, man, like, those guys are the dudes that understand storytelling and they're like getting billions upon billions of dollars like with each one of their movies they're releasing lately. Absolutely. <laughs> and the irony, the irony to that is that their songs that they have in them become these massive hits and they don't still tell a story Isn't that at all. Funny though? <laughs> they don't tell a story at all. They are written to support the story. Mm -hmm. And you know everybody goes, Oh I'd love to write a, a Disney song and you go, Sure we all would. But if you listen to it, how are you gonna write that unless you have the movie in front exactly. of you? Right. You know, like snippet of the El movie. Elton John wrote all the Lion King stuff, mm -hmm. right? But he wrote it to watching yeah. the movie, yeah. reading the script and yeah. wrote it to that. Uh, so mm -hmm. it tells the story, the sure. movie. If you if you don't inject the movie into that it doesn't work. So that's where as a writer, I make it my goal to make sure that my story gets through. You know, like a song like Me and My Grandpa, we love fishing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Tom. Yeah. Tom. Shut up, Tom. Yeah, so Tom's going to come over and sing with us tonight. He wanted to do some whaling. Good, yeah, so, we're going to uh, do that. I'm hoping you show up and do oh, a little yeah. singing tonight. Absolutely. I'm going to come and sing some, but my phone's ringing off the hook. Yeah. The band's on stage. I'm going to have to check out, guys. Good. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks very so much, Kenny. All right. Pleasure. See you later, guys. All right. See you later, guys. All right. Kenny has to everybody. I'm going to shave my two weeks. No. It's really? Just, just getting good. <laughs> All right. It's hard to tell. <laughs> the hell you say. <laughs> All right. I hope you got it, too. Yeah, we, we, do, we do a little slap thing every time. Okay. So we sync it up, but we don't take it out like everybody else does. Yeah. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, By we, he means he. Well, he does it too. I'm just. I don't know if you just. <coughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We got uh, Mr. Mike Sanish in here and John yeah. Ellis hanging with us. Uh, we got to play with them all weekend. They're, you know we're glad to be here. Yeah, dude. They're, they're, these guys are yeah. two very, very awesome uh, Canadian players. And uh, it's insane the amount of, uh, uh, of talent that's up here. And I keep telling you guys that. You guys are going to get sick of hearing that from me. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. We can them. never get tired of compliments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very keep, kind of you. Keep them coming. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah. You don't get sick of the awards, right? Both of you guys got like awards all over the place. Are you both in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame? Or? Not Hall of Fame. We're not geezers yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like Kenny. Like geezers yet. <laughs>
Beaver uh, yeah. on the wall. <laughs> yeah, be- yeah, beaver in a, I mean the animal. <laughs> a beaver in a <laughs> Don't get me wrong here. I'm talking about, you know, yeah, symbol yeah, 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 of, yeah. of Canada, right? Yeah. Well, it would also make sense with the festival we were just at, apparently. I mean, I, saw, I thought they were building a dam out there in that river there. Well, they, they were a people. Uh, yeah, that's right. It was quite a dam of people. Man, mm-hmm. you could walk across them at one point. It was just yeah. <laughs> like, couldn't right? dip your toe in there. I think Scott did. <laughs> Chad definitely did. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, Chad was all over the map. Hmm. Well, yeah. So, like, how long have uh, you guys been playing? Well, um, I've been playing since I was eight years old. Yeah. Over four, actually over 30 years. And uh, I just make it make uh, my living as a full-time musician. That's awesome. How yeah. long have you been, like, a full-time musician? Did you ever Probably have to work a day in your life? Um, not really. <laughs> uh, well, I had a couple of jobs uh, just one, one in high school, like pumping gas. You there know, you just go. A, you know, landscaping was the only other job that I had for about three weeks, and I was the worst landscaper <laughs> of all time. I did the same thing. Yeah, it's just like it was very clear that uh, playing the fiddle was my thing. That's awesome. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and laying down sod wasn't. <laughs> yeah, my back just wasn't uh, up for it. So, yeah, just uh, freelancing. Uh, playing all over the place uh, throughout mm-hmm. Canada, North America, yeah. part of the States. Oh, that's in, awesome. Into Japan. Oh, what? Um, I didn't know you went to Japan. Yeah, when I was 15 years old, I was a part of a Canadian troupe to uh, perform at Yokohama, Japan. Oh, that's uh, awesome. For an expo. I didn't know 89. that. 89. Ah, 89. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> Throwing it that's back. Awesome. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. That was one of my very first road gigs, actually. Yeah. To be honest, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and your wife sings also, right? You you both sing in Kenny's Yes, yeah, uh, Tiana Lafave is my wife, and she's an award-winning singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sang harmonies uh, for Kenny Hess, mm-hmm. and been working with him in the band for a few years. And uh, we have a bluegrass project called Jackson Hollow. Yeah, which is awesome. And we're just in the studio right now, and she's the lead singer of that band. That's fantastic. <coughs> yeah. Yeah, check out Jackson Hollow. Those guys are awesome. JacksonHollowMusic.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys played yeah. last year. Yeah, we played at the festival last year. Yeah, so right. It's absolutely right. Thank you. As a West Virginia bluegrass boy, I was very, very impressed Oh, with nice. Yeah. It was good. Thank and you. And she's got the pipes for, yeah, for bluegrass, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you guys' voice work work very well together. Thank you. That's, uh, and uh, Charlie Free, who plays with Appaloosa, mm-hmm. our, our good buddy there, uh, he plays bass in our band. I didn't know that. Was yeah. he in the band last year? He was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so you probably never met him yeah, last year. Yeah, I didn't year, meet so, him yeah. last year. Charlie was doing some of the sound production yeah. at the saloon stage. Yeah, he's a talented guy. Yeah. Great singer. He, he's a funny dude. So Tech guy, too. I, I met him, like, Thursday morning. I remember seeing him last year with uh, Jackson Hollow, but mm-hmm. met him Thursday morning for the first time, and he was, like, super timid, super quiet, mm-hmm. you know, very kind of shyish. <laughs> right. And then I come back to the river later, and he's wearing a hot dog outfit standing <laughs> I, on top of a base. <laughs> that's true. I, I, I saw that. Exactly. Same impression I got. He's very meek and mild, and then right, I see, mild see him standing on top right. of his base, singing to the crowd. It took his glasses off, dude, God, like Superman. Insane. <laughs> like, and who is that guy? I always say, that's a great look if you don't mind looking like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, yeah. they got, it's not for me, personally, but a kudos to him. Kudos he, to he, him. he rocked that hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like nobody's business. He's on top so, of that hot yeah, dog. Yeah, I saw that. For sure. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so, how, how long have you been playing with Kenny? Probably since... Uh, 
the mid nineties. Oh wow. Yeah, it's been wow. a long time. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I remember seeing Kenny um, at the White Rock Sea Festival when I was just out of high school or wow. even I was just still a teenager. And I remember hearing him play and, and listening. Who's this guy? He's, he's got a, a ton of energy. He's got some great, uh, you know, musicians behind him. And, and uh, yeah, I love, I love the fiddle player that he used on, on his tracks. Mm-hmm. Rob Pajakis, who mm-hmm. is an iconic fiddle player yeah. who has worked with everybody. He's the signature guy on Brooks and Dunn and you name it, everybody out yeah. in Nashville, you know oh, who I'm talking about, right? So, yeah, and um, yeah, I played with him in a few different bands, pickup bands throughout the years, and then it wasn't until about, about, I think, around 2003 when I started playing more full-time with him. Oh, awesome. And been basically ever since in his, in his band. So, awesome. yeah, he's... Yeah, he's he's great. He's one of my favorite singers oh, and people great. of all time. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's big. <laughs> Donnie had to laugh about that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a yeah. Okay, well, we'll yeah, we'll get back to me. <laughs> <laughs> and John Ellis, you've been around, right? You didn't start as a steel guitar player. Huh? I've been around. <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. No, I'm a 1956 Pontiac uh, Strata chief. <laughs> 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 but uh, no, I start. I've been playing professionally since I was twelve. Oh dang! Oh, wow. and, I didn't know that. Uh, I think I took a year off when I was twenty-nine. I finally yeah. burned out. Said, "Screw it! <laughs> I'm taking a year off." And I went commercial fishing with my brother. He had a big fish boat. Whoa! <clears throat> I made just enough money to buy, come back, make. <laughs> buy a bunch of studio equipment. Uh, <laughs> like, I can't quit it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, kind of, that was in the early 80s. And when everything beca- was really Became cheap. a record producer yeah. at that point. Because wow. yeah, you're, not, you're not just a musician, but you're an accomplished, uh, award-winning Yeah, I, I, that's kind of one of my, yeah. that's the other half of me. I produce a lot of records for various people. That's awesome. And at one time, Tom McKillop was... He does a lot of mainstream stuff, and I'm kind of maybe the alternative well, that's cool. guy that does stuff a little left left of center. Yeah. That's where I like to live. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in the 60s, I started playing guitar when I was... My older brother and sister were both folk singers in the 60s. And yeah. My brother went to Berkeley, California in 66 mm-hmm. in a nice little, you know, little tie clip and... <laughs> and brogues and gray slacks and he came back a month later with his hair all long and jingle bells laced through his work boots <laughs> and uh, you know and psychedelic posters and pot and, and everything and there there I was and yeah. my mother had bought me uh, Hendrix's uh, Are You Experienced album yeah and awesome when I, in 66 in yeah so there was no turning back I was after seeing the Beatles on right. on the Ed Sullivan show and yeah everything but yeah I was prim- primarily a guitar player and then there was a, the one guy that could play pedal steel in Vancouver kind of went sideways on us a little bit and got pissed off and quit the business and I had produced him a bunch of times and mm-hmm. I went well nobody's playing this this thing I guess it's up to me to figure it out, so I haven't been playing that long, but I've been very fortunate to have some. Yeah. How, how old really were you when you started playing? 
I don't know. The guitar. Well, I mean, pedal steel. Oh, steel? Uh, I don't know, 50? You're 50? That that doesn't seem like an instrument you just pick up when you're 50. Well, (laughs) yeah, I kind of have to quickly try and get it together. Just enough to, yeah. But no, it's become sort of one of my main things now. Yeah, so who who have you played with? You've got a pretty extensive list of folks that you've played with. Well, just a lot of Canadian people. I don't know, Barney Bentall. You know, it's either I produce their albums and then they turn around and say, hey, he knows our shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, go to, play with take us. him on the road. So, <laughs> uh, phenomenal uh, Canadian, uh, kind of a hip hop uh, artist named Ridley Bent. Mm-hmm. And he was one of, one of the inventors of, of kind of country and, and this hip hop. And we thing. thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, I think he started it. So we did, did four or five albums with him. That's awesome. And uh, countless, countless others have been. Doc Walker. Doc Walker, Walker. big Canadian band on tour with George Canyon and Charlie Major right now in the fall and still out doing it. You're not just doing that in Canada either, right? You're going down to the States a little bit. Uh, Well, with Kenny, we go to the States. And then I was playing with this um, big, big uh, folk singer named Farron. She was. Kind of the the granny of the American folk scene for years. Yeah, that's awesome. Played played with her. That had to be fun. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Did got to play all the the iconic rooms like uh, you know the Fillmore in mm-hmm. San Francisco and the Bottom Line in New wow. York and the Troubadour and the wow. Philadelphia Folk Fest and the, oh god, it was amazing playing with her. That was kind of back in the nineties, but yeah. Wow. And then, uh, but uh, getting to play steel guitar with you guys, I just got to say, it's, you know, we all emulate Americans that can really play that shit. So it's really, don't you think? Yeah, it's great totally. to, to be playing with these guys. It's, well, it's, just, it's just different, you know. I mean, some and, of the uh, best players I've, I've met so far, you know, uh, in, you know, in my past 20 years of playing is... Uh, up here, you know. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the people that I've met through Rock and River, I mean, especially you guys. I mean, yeah. Just, you know, it, it, I, I've noticed a lot of that stuff die, like, down where we are. You know, there's just not, mm. they don't even, players aren't there anymore, at least yeah. you know, in our area. Right. And, you know, getting to come up here and, like, play with you guys and, like, see that it's still alive and that there's still people that actually play their instruments. And uh, right. it's a really, like, refreshing thing. And yeah. It, like, re-energizes me. So speaking, though, of that, you know, for my own benefit, um, as a guitar player who's wanting to, like, pick up a steel, because mm-hmm. at, po- at some point I do want to learn how to play pedal steel, mm-hmm. um, what tuning are you using coming from guitar? Uh, well, the basic, you know, the standard tuning is E9 and yeah. C6. So my, my big one that I leave at home, because <laughs> it's 100 pounds and I can, can't lift it, but it, the C6 neck, Mm-hmm. is here and then the E9 yeah. neck is here but most guys play the, the E9 neck so are you doing like a like a Paul Franklin style pedal configuration I, he, he's kind of sitting on one one shoulder and, yeah. and that steel I have at home has the extra Paul Franklin yeah. pedal on the end of it but uh, he's just such a wonderful player and I've yeah. had the opportunity to sit and watch him and, <clears throat> and uh, but um, you've got um Mike Johnson, 
living in your yeah. in yeah. your town. That's right. Yeah. And I'm studying. He was Kenny. Kenny's uh, steel player on all. Yeah, yeah that's what, stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so anyway, when it came, I'm kind of new to the organization here. So I basically I was sent the Pro Tool sessions, got to open it all up, and there's this bare track right yeah. there. So. Thanks, Mike. If you're watching this, I'm co I'm coming to get you for a lesson. But he is phenomenal player. Yeah, Mike. Mike's so a, beautiful. Mike's a gem. Yeah, and uh, so just getting beside somebody of that yeah. uh, that uh, at that level, it just is very inspiring. It, it's cool that you know you said you picked up that steel at 50. Yeah. And I, you know, I just turned 41 and thought, okay, it's too late. There's no way I'm ever going to get this instrument down because it's just yeah. I waited too long. Every steel player I've ever met. You know, has like lived in a basement with no friends. For 15 <laughs> yeah, years. And, I know. You know, started playing at eight, and uh, yeah, you know, and then they just figured out at thirty. You know, so I thought there was no chance for me. But well, I think you've got a you've got a leg up because you're already, you know, such an amazing picker. And that uh, for me, I I played guitar with a with a pick. So just trying to get the darn picks to stay on your fingers that's two years right there yeah, yeah, and, exactly. and then and then i just remember watching this video <clears throat> this old coot with a, a steel guitar instructional video and he says now you can just take this steel and you just rock it like that between your fingers you just do that for about a month <laughs> and you just get most guys start like this you know you're you know and now you, you you gotta slow that shit down and just rock it in between your fingers and this and then for robbie robbie turner told me about this and one of his old uh, mentors said now you just gotta imagine that uh you know, one of the rods that goes down to your pedal. Yeah. You just imagine that the end of that rod is is hooked on to the bottom of your heart. <laughs> and every time you, so you don't want to jerk it down. You want to just make it real slow. I, sorry, I'm doing your American accent, right? Yeah. <laughs> but this is the way I heard it, and it's, that was worth a trip to Nashville. Oh man. Just to hear him say that, because you know, when you first start out, it was really jerky, and it's all about just slowing it down and wow. then you know and then and speeding it up eventually you own one of robbie steels right i did yeah. yeah it's the one he played uh, all through the whalen years and the highway men and so yeah it's really neat you got it's like, like a piece the, of history like that just sitting in your living room that's gotta be awesome to come home to and see it's amazing even though the thing was built for him it's it's a little, little big for me but i that's the one I use for all the online steel play playing yeah. that I do for people out in Canada. They so send me a track. A steel, uh, steel guitar is kind of like bikes where like, they're specifically sized for whoever's playing them? Well, yeah, I've got longer shins, so it, my, my other one has had to be raised. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, all shins, right? Dang. I can't fit under a normal one. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they're custom made. That's crazy. Yeah. You can go right to the factory and get one built for you. So. Well, since Kenny is our common denominator here, mm -hmm. when when did you meet Kenny? Oh well, um, you know, years ago we were aware of each other, but it was it was through Mike and Tom, just kind of, you know, uh, the last three years coming up and playing the festival, and then Kenny just put this uh, old time country thing together and asked yeah. me to. 
come on board because I'm the only guy that owns a steel in <laughs> out there in oh, Vancouver. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you know this, but I you're know. the only guy that owns steel. <clears throat> so, yeah, here, yeah, we have, here's your suit. This is the suit you're going to wear. We all have matching suits, right? And, uh, yeah, and we've just become instant friends. And, uh, it's awesome. And we've formed this band, uh, Mike and Tom and I and him, and we're looking forward to so the, the, the tour uh, you guys are doing with Kenny will be back down in Phoenix in February? Yes. Seems to be the... That, that's the what I understand, yeah. Do you have any locations for that yet? That um, you know? Well, I'm the, not uh, sure if they're actually confirmed 100% there's yet. There's two that are confirmed, Yeah. and he's trying to build a tour around. Okay. When yeah. we came down to play with you guys a few months ago, yeah. that was our showcase yeah. that we did, and all the... Uh, what do you call them, the retirement communities? Or yeah. yeah. Trailer parks? It's kind of that whole thing. And Kenny's yeah. been working that that uh, trap line right. for uh, yeah. 10 years. Mm. Yeah, he spends quite Long a bit time. of time down there. and uh, So and he's yeah. getting lonely, so he's, yeah. he's wanting to bring a band and uh, up the game. So that's basically And Donnie wasn't going. answering his phone, right? No. So yeah. He like he can't can't <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not true, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> so you play mandolin also. I do. So you picked that up the exact same time that you did fiddle? or uh, Shortly after. Yeah. Um, my dad plays the mandolin, and my grandfather did as well. And I think when I was, I started fiddle when I was eight, and mandolin was about 11 or 12. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, yeah, just it's a natural progression because it's tuned the same. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, just the same tuning and uh, just have to learn how to hold a pick and change the dexterity. <laughs> that takes a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was talking about the steel picks. Yeah. For, it just takes a while. It, you've been playing another instrument for so long to adapt. Yeah. yeah. True. It's, yeah, just, I, it's the adjustment. Right? I, I can't get used to it. I've been trying to get used to finger picks, working myself up to it, but I, yeah. can't, I can't do it. So I, I use these you know, fingernails because I play with my fingers. Yeah. And uh, so over the past year, I've been trying to transition into finger picks and I'll play with it for 30 seconds and then throw another set <laughs> of trash and have to go buy some more later. Uh, yeah. I'm never the right one. It's I'm the, the endless stuff. search for the right ones. It's like drumsticks. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'd imagine. So your, your dad was a mandolin player. Yeah, um, and, and plays fiddle, too. Yeah, so was he uh, in a bluegrass situation growing up? Um, not really. He was more of a hobby player. He played uh, kind of old-timey Canadian music. Folk. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of like the Don Messer style yeah, yeah. of Canadian fiddle, traditional fiddle tunes. And uh, him and his buddies would get together and on the weekends or special occasions and play play music and that's kind of how I was inspired to learn yeah anybody else in your family playing my grandfather played and uh yeah my brother's a singer and plays multiple instruments he's a school teacher and teaches music oh that's awesome that's pretty cool yeah yeah and one of my other that was my brother Jim and my brother John is a songwriter and and plays a little bit of guitar and uh more on the on the side but yeah Hmm. yeah there's uh Few people in my family that are a little bit of talent, musically yeah. inclined. Yeah, <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Yeah, As a, you don't see a whole lot of mandolin players. You know, I feel like mandolin well, almost is as rare as uh, yeah, no, at least not guitar. down, yeah. not not where we're we're, we're oh, okay. uh, where we're from. Yeah, I haven't seen another mandolin player in years. Whoa. Wow, I understand really? you yeah. play. Well, I did. You know, yeah. mandolin was my 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 first instrument. You know, really? um, I did play that from like eight to. 
you know, 15 when I discovered the guitar. And, uh, but I, I, I do still play it. You know, I'll do tracks for folks around the area, you know, now and then, but nice. not a whole lot. A little bit of mandolin, a little bit of banjo, but mostly, you know, guitar stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't get the opportunity to bust out my mandolin very often anymore. But I'm hoping to change that at the Hitchin Post. Yeah, man. I've never seen you play it. What, what's hard for a guy like me to, you know, playing at the Hitchin Post to play mandolin is if I pick one up, it just looks like I ate seven hamburgers <laughs> and, you know, I'm, <laughs> you know it, it, nobody, nobody knows, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you guys could actually work in some uh, acoustic elements in your show. Can. Still well, keep we, it rocking. That's right? what we used to do on Sunday, though. Yeah. Right? That's actually how, you know, I started the whole Hitchin Post thing was... Yeah. Uh, just it was just you know me and a flat top and very shortly after that you know uh you know kit came along and we had like a little three-piece thing but and i would do the acoustic thing every once in a while and i i I miss that i i love playing flat top and i don't get to do it hardly as much as i want to yeah it's a lot of fun i like doing that i'm much more comfortable on a flat top than i am a telly i i'm a very self-conscious the right word, self-conscious guitar player, mm-hmm. and uh, and you never know it, and, <laughs> right? Yeah. All my telly stuff is like that's just yeah. pack stuff, but I, I love playing flat top. I saw you know. out there posing, you know, leg up, one ball <laughs> hanging over the monitor, you know. Yeah, that was all the show. That was none of that was right, real. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of that, I was so freaking happy to turn around last night and see you playing a telly. I almost like. <laughs> Drop my shit and just like sat in front of you. Oh man, yeah, I, could, I couldn't help myself. I'm surrounded by guitar players. I'm sitting back there in the steel. <laughs> frumpy face. <laughs> I, I, I know. Yeah, keep yeah. it down up there. Yeah, people walking like, cheer up, buddy. <laughs> my back's killing me. <laughs> what I appreciate about you two is like we'll be like up on stage just playing randomly and or randomly because that's all we do right is randomly random playing <laughs> but yeah. just I, I always see you guys like looking at each other from across the stage and like there's always some like inside joke happening between you know what it, you, the inside <laughs> joke is he's gonna give me hell if I play <laughs> when he plays so straighten me out years ago and I because when I first started playing steel I just wanted to play. As much as I could at a song, right? Yeah. So Mike kind of pulls me aside. Dude, it's not how it's done. It's not how it's done. Yeah. Never play in the second person. So I was the piano. Or anybody else but you. <laughs> I just had that conversation with Tim. Right. Our, my still player at home. I'm like, no, stay out of the second verse. That's yeah. It's yeah. not yours. Yeah. not yours. Yeah, usually spill into the choruses and stuff. But it takes a while to learn that. Kind of the standard country yeah. formula, how it works. Not everybody could play. Two dirty looks from Mike. Yeah. I just like Mike because he'll have the, the fiddle up there, and you just you just see like his eyes over the fiddle, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> "I'm in constant fear." <laughs> That's awesome. And sometimes I drop the ball and play an open <laughs> and he's over there, and he, uh, all I see is this. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you get to mouth the ball and you're like, like what was that? That offended me in every every sense. Anyway, love you, buddy. Oh, That's thanks, all, all good. Straight me out. Hey, it keeps, us all, it keeps us all straight there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gave me shit for putting my towel on his bed, too. Oh, know, Jesus. God, I, oh, man. I'd spray still... that thing for bugs afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm at the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the towel. Or both, really. 
Well, so if I don't get a chance to say it, guys, later, you know, my favorite part of coming up here is playing with you two guys. So thank oh, you guys. Thank you, John. Awesome. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Man. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. It's been such a blast. It's been yeah. so fun it's our playing with you guys this yeah. weekend. Absolutely. You bet. I know you guys are busy. You got recording and stuff that you're doing, and you can, you go, you're going swimming from what it sounded like. On the way home. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Favorite little swimming hole. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll let you guys get out I'm of I'm going here. back to my my soon-to-be four-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not dating myself or anything, but I have a four-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> my first child at the there age of 63. You go. Uh, there's a time to start. <laughs> exactly. That's when when I you're 59. I have it all figured out by then. Right? <laughs> I mean, you started steel guitar. Why not? Why not? You know? I know, right? <laughs> what a life's many challenges. He's a late, he's a late bloomer. <laughs> right? That's all there is to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking okay. to us. We'll let you get yeah, out of here. Johnny. I know it's, right uh, it's going to be a fun little drive for you, getting back down to oh, yeah. the rest of civilization nice. here. Well, thank awesome. you for hanging out with us, and thank you for playing with us. Welcome. All right. See you guys next Safe travels, guys. Let's try this again. This is Donnie Grubb Band. After we got done in the Canadia. Hey, we are still there. We're still in Canada, Yes, right? we are, but we're heading back to Washington, as uh, Clifton McBride would call it. Washington. Washington. And uh, it was an awesome freaking weekend. It was an awesome weekend. I get. Uh, I'm so excited that uh, it appears. I don't know if we've got anything official yet, but it appears we're coming back again next year. Yes, we are. And uh, I can't wait. I can't wait because Keith Urban, man, that's dude, gonna be awesome. Keith freaking Urban. That dude is a. Uh, that dude's legit. You've never seen him. And uh, if you've never been to Canada, you should come up to this festival because it's going to be awesome. So, okay, so speaking of Keith Urban, I don't know if you uh, remember, um, I don't know who it was that was telling us, but they announced that Keith Urban was going to be at next year's festival. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> some of the comments, I mean, not, not many, but yeah, some, of the, some <laughs> of the comments were, uh, why can't you get like uh, some real country folks up here, like a Florida Georgia line? Florida Georgia line. <laughs> That was the real country folks. Uh, I thought that was a funny comment. Yeah, it was a pretty funny comment. Brian back there is just, he's a green. I'm telling you, man, I like a little dose of hiccup <laughs> in my country fest. Yeah, we had a good time though. But this was a good one. Uh, the lineup was, was good this year. I thought so I too, man. Yeah. Lee Bryce, I thought, freaking killed it. Lee he Bryce was, did kill it. Spot on, man. Holy. And Jason Aldean did a very good job too. Yeah, I, was, I, I was, think Lee Bryce brought it to another level. Yeah, Lee 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 is an absolute like a, a people's performer, man. He is uh, he has got a direct line to the average guy, you know. And to Donnie Grubb. Of course, he didn't say hi to me, so I'm a little <laughs> he disappointed. Yeah, I, I didn't search you out or anything. I just stood, I just stood like sadly right. like on the side of the stage, waiting for him to say hi to me. Never Lee, Lee, Lee. Lee. <laughs> Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Not like he wasn't busy or anything. Right. <laughs> she put a dress on. So we did what? Uh, 12, 13 shows while we were here? Jeez, I don't know, but I was exhausted every single night. And luckily we were staying like in a hotel with the nicest like, you know, beds that I've ever stayed on in a hotel ever. Very comfortable. That was an awesome hotel. It was yeah. awesome. And, like, they had this crazy, like, industrial-strength Keurig machine that made multiple types of coffee. Like, it wasn't just coffee. It was, uh, no Milk side, like, lattes, yeah, cappuccinos, cappuccinos straight-up lattes. Yeah, but you're all, you're all missing, like, the, the major, like, highlight of the whole weekend, which was, uh, 
Gorilla Q. Oh yeah, Gorilla Q killed it, man. Uh, that was yeah. a serious barbecue. Shout out to the Gorilla Q. If you ever make it up to uh, the Vancouver area, you got to check out Gorilla Q in Chilliwack. Yeah, so they Chilliwack. do. Gorilla Q does all the catering for for the for this festival, and uh, just some of the best barbecue, some of the best brisket I have ever had in my life. They know how to do it. Yeah. And, you know what's cool about it is like, so all the vegetables that they have, like they prepare from their own family farm. So yeah. like it's all like total fresh, totally organic. Dude, it was like corn. Oh, had corn there. It was from Chilliwack. That was fantastic. They had some called wax peas. I never had that in my life. It's like white peas. That was fantastic. Yeah, those were very tasty. Bunch of carrots and stuff, man. I was eating really good. Those carrots were good because like the different colored ones actually had different flavors. To them. They did. It kept me really regular, man. It kept me really regular on this trip. You guys are adorable. <laughs> Honestly, we were well-fed. No, right, absolutely. I think I gained 10 pounds while I was here. Oh. Well, actually, no, I, I probably gained 10 from the, you know, from the food, but then walked off 15. From Dude, straight up, we, we walked so much. We walked a lot. My feet were covered in dust pretty yep. much every day when I wore my sandals. So. My step thing on my Apple Watch, like, was very happy with me this week. Yeah, it's a good job. Good job. That's good. Now My favorite thing was this, uh, you know, when I bought the $12 margarita, it actually converted down to $10. <laughs> $10. Yeah, so, so I had a better deal than the Canadians. So I had to I had to do some laundry while we were here, and I didn't have any Canadian cash on me, so I had to find an ATM somewhere. And I go to the ATM, and I, I, I withdraw $40. So I get $40 Canadian, but only took $35 out of my account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to see something fun, too? Check this out. Here's what Canadian money looks like. I don't know how well we can see this, but look at that. It's like clear in places. Well, you gotta tell them the look best part of that. Look at that, and apparently this thing, like, look at it, it's clear. Apparently, I don't, well, actually, I kind of smell it now. So, apparently the $100 bill, which is what this is, um, it smells like maple. That's the that's the word. I haven't been able to get it to do that yet, but that's the word. It's because supposed they, to smell they, like they maple. Actually use maple the production of the money. Like, that's extreme. <laughs> yeah. That's really extreme. And I was telling Kenny, that's awesome because, like, our money down in the States, it all smells like trucker feet. Trucker feet and other bodily parts of... And yeah. their money smells like syrup. There's, yeah. We, we I was got wiping those hundies on my uh, biscuits, man. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> biscuits. Not to mention biscuits because the place we were staying at, that they had, like, the best continental breakfast spread, I think, ever. I only enjoyed that one day. Oh, I enjoyed it twice. I enjoyed it this morning, and I enjoyed it, like, the first day we were here. And uh, they, they had these waffle makers. They had, like, cinnamon waffles all set up for you to make, like, fresh. A whole bunch of bacon. I like bacon. Eggs. Everything. These boys up here know how to eat. We do know how to eat when we come here with the people that know how to eat <coughs> up here. Excuse me. <coughs> Not to mention, Donnie's sneezing like that because this festival is, like, the dustiest place you'll ever be in your life. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of dirt in the air. The last I think the country thunder people can relate though. Well, maybe. I don't know. Florence is pretty dusty too. I feel like uh the, well actually the last two years I've been here prior to this year I was like my voice was completely gone by the by the second or third day. I don't know how Donnie was able to keep singing like throughout all that. No, I don't think you can call what I do singing. Oh, I made geez. a lot of noise. 
my body is full. You know, I had <laughs> I had a blast. You know, like every single time we come up here is a freaking blast. This one was a blast also, but my body is fully pissed at me right now. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Brian? I feel pretty good. I don't I don't think I gained any weight, and uh, I feel uh, feel like you could ride a bike. Yeah, you know, I, I definitely have a little congestion going on, but uh, I think it was uh, dusty out there for sure. Absolutely. What did you think of that river stage? That was fun. Yeah. How about that saloon stage? Yeah. So the way this thing, this festival works is uh, you have like your two big stages up front and then there's other spots around the festival where like uh, you know, all the bands like, you know, play on a smaller level. And uh, there's a stage they have down by a river that runs through the festival. And uh, everybody sits in the river and plays beer pong and, you know, just wades around and stuff. And there's a hot dog person and beer garden kind of thing. and played music to that for a couple hours then at night we went over and played um, what is actually the beer garden stage we closed that out every night every night every <laughs> to get night. done until 2 30 in the morning oh that's a long day I don't think there was one not night. that we're complaining it was, no, 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 it was awesome I don't think there was one night that I didn't make it back to the hotel before 4 a.m. weird yeah and then we were out the door again by 11 yeah, it was a, uh, it was pretty, it was, it was pretty like much just a whirlwind. But I just can't even imagine, like we're sitting here saying, "Oh man, that was hard." Then, but Kenny Hess is like, "Dude, if you just saw what that dude was doing." He's the hardest working man in country. Dude, history. I think he's just the hardest working man probably in this country. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place. Dude, he's insane. If you ever get a chance to meet Kenny, shake his hand because. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest working dude you ever met. Well, he should be back down here in, uh, well, not here, but he should be back down in Arizona in a couple weeks, so you'll probably see him hanging around the Hitchin Post for a while, like you know, like we do. Absolutely. Yeah. We love having him come up and hang with us. And, uh, yeah, no, he's a good fella. If you ever now get a chance, just talk songs, to him. Maybe we can play a gig with him. <laughs> right? That'd be right. fun. <laughs> That's right. What else was cool, man? What else are we missing here? I feel like there's well, so no much one, that no one's missing, mentioned the fact that, you know, not very often do we get to do it, but we just sat and played in front of like 13,000 people. Dude, yeah, we played in front of 13,000 people with Kenny. That was crazy. I, like I was saying, I think we talked about this on the bus, where like I couldn't even, you know, when we first started playing, there wasn't a whole lot of people out there, and then like the sun started going down, and the stage lights came up, and by the time we were done playing, I was I looked out there. I'm like, oh my god, where did all these people come from? Like it was loud. It was crazy. All it takes is getting to open his mouth. Right. And they're just they like, talk. oh, we should probably go listen to that dude. Oh man. And then we got to do our A stage slot, which was cool. Awesome. And uh, you know, so Mike and, and John sat in with us for our RA stage, which was slot. a surprise because we were just going to do that yeah, as a we, trio. We were going to do it just the three of us, and then uh, they both showed up, and we're like, absolutely, which is awesome. And it's like it's, it's cool because you know, like we said, we were going to do that as a trio, but you know, it's cool because these dudes want to hang out with us. Yeah, Mike and John are, are two very very highly respected musicians. Yes. And, uh, it's cool that I got to see John actually play some telly last night because I only know him as a steel player. But when we were jamming on the saloon stage in the beer garden last night, he picked up a telly and spanked it for a little bit. Uh -oh. It was good. Oh, I forgot to pitch out on you and Tina here for a second. But uh, <laughs> Tina Lovelady calling us. Right, let's do this. I had to deny it. I'm sorry. We still love you. But yeah, no, that, uh, I just loved every minute of being up here. I love the poutine. Yep. I love the. Uh, I had some 
macaroni and cheese called there Kevin Bacon. Sweet, sweet Kevin cheese. Bacon. <laughs> There's some interesting vendors up here. There is. And Brian keeps calling it poutine. Not Speaking poutine. of up here. Hey everybody, the Donnie Grubb Band just wanted to say thank you so much for hanging out with us. We also wanted to thank Kenny Hess and uh, Live Nation for continuing to ask us to come out to this festival. We have so much fun and we love doing it. Uh, we want to say thank you to Mike Sanishin and Mr. John Ellis for sitting in with us and doing an interview. want to thank uh, Brian Cuban for hanging out with us all weekend too. It was just a wonderful time. Uh, if you ever get a chance, we highly suggest that you go up to Merritt, British Columbia and check out the Rock and River Music Fest. Thank you again for hanging with us this week. We'll see you next time.